the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Well, welcome back, everybody. Let me see what time it is. Four minutes after the hour, 11 o'clock. And if you'd like to join us, now's the time. 602-508-0960. We're wide open. I'm especially good when we're dealing with stuff like uh, arguments between husbands and wives and stuff like that. What about this or what about that? I was at dinner the other night with some folks and they were talking about gasoline and detergents and stuff like that. I'm going to tell you a story that I, I was there. Um, we had a gas crunch back in the 80s and we were hauling fuel in from El Paso and from California. And uh, it was hard to get fuel, and I was running a mobile station at the time. And they, uh, w- I mean, if we ordered gas, we might get it three days later. So a lot of, a lot of times we were out of gas. And I remember there was a, 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 a tank waste truck that pulled in from California. And uh, whenever you load gas or order gas, it's 9,000 gallons of gas. And our tanks usually are 10,000 or 12,000-gallon tanks. So he pulled in, and he took the hose, and he filled up the tank. And uh, so we were talking, and he goes, hang on before I forget. And he goes to the cab, and he pulls out a five-gallon bucket that's two-thirds full of this white liquid. And so he goes over, and he takes a funnel, and he puts it on top of where the tank nozzle is or the tank inlet, and he pours this, I don't know, three or four gallons of white liquid into my tank. And he goes, now you have mobile. So three gallons, four gallons, let's just call it five gallons versus 9,000 gallons. Detergents the same way. There's a lot of discussion about top-tier gasoline and stuff like that. High-detergent gasoline, don't pay extra for that. You might get one molecule in your fill-up. It's just not worth it. Um, it's, it's It's a marketing strategy. Recognize it for what it is. And if I were to take your car and put gas in it for a month and tell you that I'm either going to put regular gas or just high-performance gas, you couldn't tell the difference. And neither can your car. So, And another part of that same kind of conversation is injector flushing. One of our customers the other day had taken his car in to a dealer, and he got an, a postcard in the mail a couple days later. And I he sent me the postcard. He sent me a picture of it. And it said, you know, dear Mr. So-and-so, thank you for your recent visit and stuff like that. And we've noticed that people with your kind of car in the same mileage area have benefited from the following two services, a fuel injection flush and a flush of your fuel tank. Did you hear what I said? The flushing of your fuel tank. So let let me change the question. Mark Salem, how long have you been in business? 39 years right 40 40 yep. years okay 
40 years. She's always right. You don't argue there with you your go. wife. So 40 years been in this. How many times have I fixed a car by flushing the gas tank unless there's a contamination problem? The neighborhood kids put water in your tank or you put diesel instead of gas or whatever. If it's a contamination, it's different. But how many times have I fixed a drivability problem by flushing the tank? And the answer is never. So, and, and fuel injection flushes, that is very lucrative for the market. We make a lot of money on that. Do you know how many times a year we flush fuel injectors? No. If there's a symptom, we do, but... In, in, in the event, let me explain that a little further. Okay. We flush the injector because we're looking for better, worse, or the same. Mm-hmm. So we flush the injectors, and then the customer comes back and says, no, it didn't make any difference. Okay, we're going to look somewhere else other than the injector. But the customer comes in and says, no, it it didn't make a difference or it did make a difference. Now, sometimes it's an intermittent problem, so we're just going to flush your injectors and just see. But I want to tell you, annually, with all the cars that we work on, all the cars we work on, our shop is 20 bays deep. All the cars, we probably sell, you finish this, we sell how many injectors for gasoline cars either a week or a month? Pick your poison. I can't even think of any that I've seen recently, and I usually check all the work orders every week, so I, I don't know. My guess is two a month. Yeah. Two a I, month, I 24 a year. Yeah. And typically, nothing fixes a bad fuel injector in a gasoline motor. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So you can flush it till we're all a year older, and nothing's going to fix it. Now, how do we find it? We simply go into the car, and we measure the efficiency of each cylinder. So let's pretend like that this cylinder is not holding up its weight. Then we inject into that particular area some propane. So we're adding additional fuel to the engine. And then all of a sudden it just smooths out and idles just perfect. Mm -hmm. Well, we're looking at number three cylinder. So then we take the injector out of number three and we put it in number four and take four and put it in number three. And guess what? The problem moves. So we're done. Diagnostic is over. So... Uh, my advice to you is, is if they offer you something because it makes you feel good and makes your car love you, then just tell them to write it down, sign their name, and put the price next to it. And then that'll separate the men from the boys or the ladies from the girls because nobody wants to write that down if it's something that you don't really need. Who we got, Gil? Oh, we have Charlie. Charlie, good morning to you. How can I help you? Good morning, sir. Thanks for your, your program. Really appreciate it. Well, thank um, you. I've got a daughter. She's got a 2007 Saturn 3.6 Aura XR. Um, car starts and runs. Runs good. She goes somewhere. She parks it. Comes back out a little later, and it will not start. Later, maybe an hour and a half, two hours later, it will start and run again. Can you lead me somewhere? Sure, sure I can. Absolutely I can. The question we have here is, is is the absence of spark our problem or the absence of fuel our problem? So we want daughter to fill the tank and keep it north of three-quarter. Does that make a difference? We also want daughter to when it cranks over. Now, you're you're talking about cranking over. It doesn't start. It goes, but it doesn't go, right. Okay, right, that's right. it cranks but doesn't catch. That's that's the kind of the key words there. So then, you know, if if I have 
a select group of customers that have done business with us for 20, 30, some of them 40 years. Mm-hmm. In that kind of situation, I'd probably plug in a fuel pressure gauge and I'd tape it to the outside of the windshield and I'd say to your daughter, drive this for 24 hours and don't park the car where anybody's going to steal my gauge. So she okay. she says, you know what? Fuel pressure was fine. All the time, it's 40 pounds, 40 pounds. I turn on the key, 40 pounds. And when it doesn't start, it's still got 40 pounds. Oh, that's pretty good. We got a fuel problem. So is it the fuel pressure regulator? Is it the distributor that's supposed to open and close the injectors? Or do we just have a fuel starvation problem? So those are the kinds of the things that we do. Now, Spark is different. Spark is we're going to teach her how to how to check for Spark. Now, this is how we teach the women. We say, have your husband get out of the car and have his pull this little rubber thing off and have him put his finger inside the spark plug. Okay. No. And then hit the key and see if he cusses. <laughs> but in reality, there's some women that we will literally give a spark plug to. And we say, here's a long wire and plug it in here and put it over here by the windshield, set it on top of your windshield wiper, reach in, crank over the car and hear if you hear, see if you hear a snap. And let's go do it right now so you can hear and see it actually working. But that's the real issue. She probably can tell them exactly how to duplicate it, but the fact that it runs and the fact that it runs good tells us that this is an intermittent problem, number one. And number two, it's only going to be spark or fuel. If it was a timing belt, it'd never start again. If it was a bad engine, it'd never start again. So we've got the absence of spark or the absence of fuel. And realistically, this is going to be... 75 to 125 now to diagnose it to diagnose it um i'm telling you to have her keep it up north of three quarters and let me tell you why there's some people out there that want off want to run off the quarter tank and what happens is the electric fuel pump in the fuel tank is lubricated and cooled by the end by the gasoline in the tank well those young people at asu are running off the eighth of a tank area Okay, they they don't have enough money to fill up their tank or whatever. Time. So or time, yeah. yeah. So the fuel pump is no longer being lubricated and it's no longer submerged in the gasoline and it's no longer kept from overheating. So we say to them, fill up your car and tell us if it, anything changes. Keep it north of three quarters, and they'll come back and say, oh yeah, big difference. Okay, well, call your dad. We're going to put a fuel pump in this thing for you. Now, every okay. once in a while, it'll be a fuel filter. But you didn't say anything that she can do 51, but she can't do 55. Because that's usually a starvation problem, but that's a fuel filter. So usually you get to one point, and then the car falls on its face. So uh, I am i don't know what to guess, and I don't think it's in your best interest for me to guess. But I can tell okay. you, you need to say what you just said. It cranks over, but it doesn't catch. It doesn't start. And and then you say to them, what's your diagnostic fee? Call me with an estimate, and that's all you say. You don't say the guy on the radio said it's spark or fuel. Just give him the symptoms, get his number, and go from there. 10-4? Very good. Thank you, sir. Oh, you're welcome, Charlie. You're welcome. I kind of object that you only are teaching women this. I think we might have taught a man or two, too. You know... <laughs> You know, that's exactly the reason why you're only allowed on this radio show. <laughs> <laughs> I got to keep li- you yeah, on you're, your toes. You're right. And we probably listen better anyway. You know so you know what maybe. else it is the difference in men and women? Mm-hmm. Is the men will lie to us. Oh, okay. Okay, did you did you run it on the top of the tank? Yeah. And it's not true. 
Okay. Or we say to them, does it have anything to do with moisture? No. We take the distributor cap off. There's a coolant hose next to it, and the distributor's all wet with coolant. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of like it's not not all the women and not all the men, but there's a certain single-digit percentage that... that um, uh, I'm not going to say the sex, but <laughs> they think we have a magic wand, yeah. <laughs> and that sometimes they don't tell us the truth because there's three answers to a question: oh, yes, really? no, or I don't know. Okay, that's that's we've been married. And it's better for the person that drives the car to take it in, so if there's something wrong, so that they can give us the symptoms. And not only that is, is say to them, I'm not the regular driver. I'm doing this for my son or my daughter or my wife or my aunt or my mother. And call them. Here's right. their phone number. Call them and ask them what the symptoms are. Mm-hmm. Because all repairs are directly related to symptoms. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't start. It doesn't run. It wanders left. It wanders wide. It has a bad vibration. It's only in drive. My sister called me the other day. She's kind of lucky. She has my cell phone number, and she was complaining about a motor mount. And she said, I need motor mounts. Somebody had told her she needed a motor, motor mount. Yeah. And I don't even know why she's going to another shop. But then again, um, I don't get to tell all my family where to go. <laughs> and so she says she needs motor mount. Yeah. So I says, can you make it happen? I said, put it in reverse and f- shut your eyes and feel the motor. Feel the car. Then put it in neutral. Then put it in drive. That's what I want you to do. I want you to do those three things. Mm -hmm. She didn't do those, did she? No. Nevertheless, what I'm asking her to do is, if it has bad motor mounts, in neutral, it'll be kind of nice. Now, in reverse, you'll feel a vibration, or in drive, you'll feel it, because there's four mounts. So if the number two mount is bad, then you'll have a vibration in drive. And I'm using stupid numbers here. And if you have a number one mount that's bad, then it... it, it, uh, runs rough and it vibrates in in reverse so she says to me (laughs) there's no vibration in reverse there's no vibration in drive there's a vibration or a clattering noise in neutral yeah or yeah it makes a really loud noise when she's in neutral Neutral, which is just like we just turned left (laughs) a hard left from where we needed to be so i said hey sis just take it by have eddie take a look at it so Eddie looks at it, and he says, it does need one motor mount, but I wouldn't put it on because it's an older car. But he says, really and truly, what she needs to do is replace the rack and pinion for $700 because it's leaking like a sieve. Oh <laughs> so I say, did you see anything in your driveway? Did you? No. Well, who's adding power steering fluid to it? I don't know. Well, the bad the way it's leaking, somebody's topping that fluid off. Otherwise, she'd have a bad whine yeah. when the fluid went well, away. Well, that was probably the noise she was hearing. And it could have easily been. Yeah. It easy. But anyway, we went from motor mounts to a rack and pinion. Yep. And, um, and, and I'm giving you that story because my family. It was probably your banker brother that made the diagnosis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm teasing, Ralph. <laughs> yeah. And then you say his name. That's okay. I said my sister. You know, you're catching that heat. Okay. 602-508-0960. The lines are wide open. You can be first. Hi there, Saver. Looking for a Medicare plan to help you save on more than just prescriptions? Medicare Advantage plans may offer prescription drug, medical, and hospital coverage. Walgreens is a preferred network pharmacy with many Medicare Advantage plans, including United Healthcare. So when you enroll in a plan with Walgreens as your preferred pharmacy, you know you're saving smartly. Walgreens, trusted since 1901. Other plans may be accepted. Hello, I'm Greg May, owner of Phoenix Body Works. 
For 35 years, we've been demonstrating our workmanship, our honesty, our integrity, and our exceptional customer service. We are blessed to have so many repeat customers who refer their friends and family. We have ethical, loyal technicians who have been with us for years. They are ICAR certified, which means they are up to date on the latest technology and techniques. So your repairs meet or exceed industry standards. Our technicians are truly part of our family. We are very capable of fixing your car. We pull off damaged parts. We pull your frame and body mounts back to where they should be. Then we install the new parts. We align both the front and rear end. Then your car is back to the way it was when new. Our customers come from all over the valley. I'm Greg May. Remember, it's your vehicle. You pick the shop, not the insurance company. Phoenix Body Works. We want to be your collision repair specialist. Call us, 623-582-1434, Monday through Friday, 9 to noon on Saturday. Your cell phone already replaced your camera, your calendar, and your alarm clock. Don't let it replace your family. Take the red pill and join the movement with Victoria McVeigh Sunday nights at 8 on 960 The Patriot and make American families great again. Also follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and SoundCloud. That's Victoria McVeigh Sunday nights at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Patriot app tip number six. Find the latest articles from Town Hall, Hot Air, or even the most recent posts from Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Dennis Prager, and more, all on the Patriot app news feed. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. The mechanic raised up for Welcome back, everybody. 21 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and sitting here next to me is my wife in crime. And she, uh, your job's to keep me in line. Mm-hmm. Your job's to clarify some of the things I talk about. I'd get an F plus for that. Yeah, no kidding, <laughs> no kidding. Automatic Transmission Exchange has been rebuilding transmissions in Phoenix since 1968. They've been around a very, very long time. They know transmissions. Once you understand the fundamentals of transmissions, let me tell you the difference between the old and the new. The old ones were always shifted mechanically. So we actually made something happen in order to go from first to second gear with respect to an automatic transmission. Well, the newer ones use electronic solenoids to make that happen. So we redirect fluid and that's how we shift you from first to second. But the computer opens and closes the solenoids based on your speedometer and your tachometer. You don't have to worry about that. Automatic Transmission Exchange can help you out. 40th Street in Washington, been in that location for more than 40, 45 years. Automatic Transmission Exchange. Okay, 602-508-0960. You can be part of the show if you have a car question. But let me give you some Mark's don'ts, okay? This is, don't do this. Don't do this. Don't wear your seatbelt. You'll look fine with stitches all over your face. Now, let me preface this. I work in this arena. I'm an expert on the mechanical side, and I work for police departments, county attorneys, insurance companies, and the question is, is you know, did the brakes really fail, and did the tire blow up before or after the accident? So these are things that I've written, and my tongue is in my cheek here, okay? So don't wear your seatbelt. You'll look fine with stitches all over your face. Don't insist other people wear their seatbelts in your car, because when you have a collision and they fly around all in the side of your car, inside your car, you're not going to get hit by one of your friends that weighs 180 pounds. That's seatbelt. They don't need seatbelts. Number three, 
don't pay attention to train crossing lights and arms. It's more fun to see if you can get out of your car in 1.1 seconds. Get out of your car and run away in 1.1 seconds. Don't don't drive the speed limit. Otherwise, if you if you don't drive the speed limit, you can meet some hot chicks in the traffic survival school. Okay? <laughs> Don't get even with all those people who accidentally tried to merge into your lane. Usually they come over and you honk your horn and they go, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So don't get even with all those people who accidentally try to merge into your lane. Remember that road rage always sends one or both drivers to jail. Don't ignore how old your tires are. Just drive them until you can see the air inside. (laughs) You can ignore your dashboard airbag light your dashboard airbag light and just know this that airbag ain't going to come out when you need it the airbag light says the system is down so you're not going to have an airbag don't strap your kids in the car you won't regret that they're seriously hurt after you didn't belt them in and don't blame the other driver for causing the crash until and unless you know for sure they didn't have a gat a dash cam <laughs> so that if you think about that now you have a dash cam and oh hang on just a minute let me turn on your microphone yes. um you have a dash cam I so did. it the funny part about that is is that's happening a lot oh sure so you have two drivers and you know the driver the 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 number two driver says it's his fault, it's his fault. And then the number one driver's calm and collected, and they got their arms crossed and they're smiling. So after the number two driver blames it on the number one driver, then the number one driver walks the policeman over and says, well, here's what happened, and you can see what color the light was. So at that point, the number two driver is kind of embarrassed. So if you don't want to accept blame, just shut up. Just say, I don't want to talk. Um uh, here, <laughs> don't let those TV ads scare you. You can use your cell phone when you're driving. Just remember this: it takes you about one thousand one, one thousand two to look down and look up in two seconds. In three seconds, you're traveling the length of a football field at fifty-five miles an hour. The length of a football field in three seconds. So, if it takes you two or three seconds to look at your phone and then decide what to do. You've traveled at 55 miles an hour a football field. Lots can happen when your eyes are looking at your phone. So don't be stupid. That's why you have a wife. Hand her the phone and tell him to, you know, talk to my girlfriend and tell her I'll be over there later. Oh. Okay, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, Don't pay attention to the warnings um, on your rocket-fast quad. This is an off-road vehicle. It's a side-by-side four-seater. Don't pay attention to the warnings on your off-road vehicle that are st- stickers all over. all over. It doesn't hurt to hit a tree at 40 miles an hour if you're real tough. If you're real tough. So anyway, I've got a bunch of those kinds. <laughs> when you and your wife or your girlfriend, when you and your wife and your girlfriend acts up, don't stop in your lane on the freeway to finish the argument. Oh. These are things that have actually happened. I know. These are I these know. are don't ignore the fact that your brake pedal is sinking to the floor as you sit at the red light. 
yeah, just ignore that. It's mm-hmm. no big deal. Mm-hmm. So anyway, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. We've had some really crazy cases. Oh, yeah. We've had some really crazy cases. I remember one that involved a train in a car, mm-hmm. and the guy said, you know, I was just driving real slow, and I saw the train and all that kind of stuff. Well, his black box in the car shows that he's approaching the railroad uh crossing at about 40 miles an hour <laughs> and he said he was just crossing at walking speed and then he obviously sees the train and he decides to beat the train so his throttle goes to the floor uh-huh. but he doesn't make it now he lived right his car was kind of smashed up right. but he lived but the story he told everybody wasn't supported by the black box in the car Yep. And today, the black box is 10 times more sophisticated than it was when it first came out in the mid-90s. I mean, they know your steering wheel angle. So if you say, I swerved to avoid them, then we'll look at your black box data and we can tell if you swerved or not because we'll see the steering angle change on you. Mm-hmm. So those are the kinds of things that you have to be aware of. Your car can tell on you. So Action Auto Repair is a good place on I-17 and Deer Valley. Tom, I've known him since 1983. He's honest. He's dependable. He knows how to fix cars. And more important, these guys know how to hire people that can fix cars. They know how to interview people. They know how to verify verify their skills. We know how to call the shop that that they used to work for. Tom's no different. A good businessman in the auto repair industry, sometimes people would say that they're hard to find. But I've found a lot of them at MarkSalem.com. So if you're looking for a good repair shop, then you should go to MarkSalem.com, click on the Best Shops link. Then it'll ask you mechanical, transmission, paint and body. Tires. And tires. And then you decide what you want. Then it'll ask you what city. And don't forget to check the cities around you. So if you're in Tempe, you check Mesa, Chandler, Phoenix, and stuff like that. So anyway, that's the way it is. We have open lines available if you'd like to grab one, 602-508-0960, Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons Tom and Paul operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Rain Tree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Rain Tree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. Rain Tree Auto Repair provides free estimates and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint and it's waterborne paint so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. Hey, it's me, your car. Look, don't be alarmed, but we need to talk. Uh, okay, what's up? Well, I've noticed you keep paying full price for my gas. Yeah, I mean, I'm paying the price at the pump like everyone else. No, 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 you, you don't have to pay that much. You should be using the free Get Upside Gas app. Hey, relax, man. What is this Get Upside Gas app? Get Upside is a free app that gets you up to 25 cents a gallon cash back on every gallon of gas you buy. Up to 25 cents a gallon on gas? Would I steer you wrong? It's totally legit. People earned over 
$10 million last year using the free GetUpside app, and it's real money back that you can spend however you want, fast and easy. Done. I am downloading the free GetUpside app right now. Also, I'm going to stop talking to my car because people are looking at me like I'm crazy. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TRIP for a 20-cent gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 45 cents a gallon on your next tank. Download the GetUpside app right now and use code TRIP. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I want to be a glass countertop in a new home. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's best birthday present. When I grow up, I want to be a football stadium. When I grow up, I want to be a warm place on a cold day. When I grow up, I want to be a fancy backsplash. I, I want to be a bike that races around the when country. When I grow up, I want to be a bench on a forest when I trail. Grow up, I want to be a rocking chair on when a sunny I up, porch. I want to be a skyscraper. I want to be a... 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 When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. A public service advertisement brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. A promise was made. A promise that hit the beaches of Normandy. A covenant that split the skies over Berlin. A vow that captured Iwo Jima. A promise was made. A solemn oath that liberated Seoul. A sacred trust that defended Quezon. A pact that dug in in Da Nang. A contract that weathered Tet. A promise was made. A pledge that stormed the desert in Iraq. A bond that patrolled door-to-door in Fallujah. An IOU that braved IEDs in Kandahar. A promise was made to America's veterans. A promise we all must keep. DAV fights for all veterans and their families so they get the health care, financial benefits, and support they earned. If you're a veteran who needs help or you'd like to help us keep the promise, visit DAV.org. It's after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem. You're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. Let me tell you real quick about Larry Harker's Auto. Larry Harker's has been around since 1967. They're at 38th Avenue and Indian School. Larry, actually Bob, who runs the operation, has gray hair. And between him and his young son-in-law, you can't beat the pair of them. The young son-in-law has passed every single automotive test they make. And there's only two people in the United States that have passed every single one of those. So that kid has talent. So if you've got one of those problems that nobody else can fix, Larry Harker's Auto, 38th Avenue and Indian School, but they do brakes and oil changes and everything else. we got two mics, but we're going to take mic number one. How can I help you? Hello, Hello. Mark. Uh, yes, sir. Just, I've got a 2017 Ford Explorer that's actually my wife's vehicle. And uh, we had it in uh, for a recall uh, and actually caught it on the last day of uh, the, uh, 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 you know, the dealership covers it. And uh, they fixed a bunch of things to their credit. But she was having trouble with it uh, overheating just as she crested at uh, Sunset Point. Uh And uh, they said it looks like she hit some road debris or a curb or something. And there's like a shutter system in front of the radiator. 
Okay. Uh, but they wanted like 1800 bucks to fix it. So I asked them, can I just jam it open? Could they just jam it open? Because, you know, we live in Phoenix. I don't care if the car takes a little longer to warm up. Um, they said that would probably work, but they wouldn't do it. So when she got it home, I just kind of taped the thing to the grill. And so it's, it's held open. Is that, uh, is that something I could just remove or? Uh, well, let me, let me. Okay, the reason why they won't touch it is because that's, that's an emissions um, part. And we're going to oh. control the temperature of the engine with those shutters. And as a result, the hotter we run the motor, the better it is. But let's back up. When she says it overheats, tell me what she's seeing. Uh, just uh, she gets to the top of the, the, just before the top of the hill, you know, before you are at sunset point, And she says the coolant light comes on. I've asked her to look at the gauge, but uh, she hasn't. Okay. Well, the the coolant light, um, if it's orange and it says coolant, I think the coolant light, there's a sensor in the overflow. And um, I'm thinking that that might, somebody needs to look at the owner's manual and find out what that light means. But he, here's okay. the issue. That, if she looks at her gauge, the halfway mark, I want the car to run between half and three quarters. Okay. okay. Now, sometimes it runs at five-eighths, and then all of a sudden it gets to three-quarters, and there's panic mode ensues. It's, that's okay. Then, if she gets to the top of the hill and she starts down the other side, how fast does it cool off? Is it a mile or two, and boom, it's back to normal? Is she just using the light? And if she is, we, we don't want her to do that. We want her to use the gauge. Okay. And so right. I, I need that needle within two needle widths of the red zone before I get really, really interested. Now, your wife's probably going to embrace this information, but guys don't. Everybody knows that it's supposed to run half gauge, and we haven't run half gauge since 1995. So we want that car to be somewhere around three quarters, either a little lower or a little higher. So in in her particular case... I would never spend eighteen hundred bucks. Now, if you if you took to put a clothespin in the shutters, and she drives up and down Sunset Point, and she says problem solved, I still want to know what the temperature is. Oh, <laughs> and, well, and it, how many it, miles are it on? Did, uh, it's about eighteen thousand. Okay, okay, but it's and, past the three years, so. Okay, but but I think what I do is call a couple of other Ford dealers, and say. Uh, the shutter system in front of my radiator evidently is not working, and I'm told that that's an emission control device to keep the engine warm. Is that something that's covered under my 50,000-mile warranty? Ah, well, the reason they're saying it's not covered is it looks like a rock or something came up and broke something up from underneath. Okay, okay. Uh, All right, if that's the case, call your insurance company. Because okay. your insurance right. company covers that kind of damage to your car. Now, if the insurance company hires a guy like me, and, and don't tell him to hire me, but if he hires an expert, then he goes and looks at it. He goes, yeah, they're telling the truth, or no, this is not the case, and da 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 da, da. He'll have to diagnose it. So okay. um, it's there's more than one way to skin the cat, but we need a second opinion. And we need, first of all, we need to have your, we need to sit your wife down. Take the can of beer out of her hand and instruct her what <laughs> my wife just hit me <laughs> and instruct her about the gauge. We need her to deal with the gauge. Okay? Okay. All right. All right. Good luck to you, Mike. Yeah.
Mike number two, how can I help you? I've got a 2016 Silverado with a V6 in it. Okay. And the car runs perfect. Never had a problem with it. But about three months ago at low idle, it starts chirping. So we took the serpentine belt off, the other two belts, put them back on, still chirped. Took the belts off, started it up, still chirped with no belts on it. And it sounds like, I can't tell where it's coming from, but it sounds like a bad belt or a, or a pulley, but it just chirps. But it only does it between up to about 1,000 to 1,500 RPM, and then it goes away. So you don't have any belts on that, any, right? Start Well, in the, in the front. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Take them all off and start it, and it still chirps. Okay. I've never, I, I don't have an answer. I can tell you this much. Once somebody finds it, they can explain why the belts don't make any difference. I would have had you done something different. I would have had you spray the belts with the hose, the water I hose. I did that. Okay. I did. I did. Okay. That'll wipe did out that any first. problem. Okay. Yeah. So I, I don't know the answer to that. What, what part of town do you live in? Uh, Northwest Phoenix. Um, I, I'd go over to uh, Kurtz, see, or Kurtz. Yeah, Kurtz or Action. Um, Bell and I-17 or Deer Valley and I-17. And um, yeah, I, I wouldn't go Monday mornings or, or Friday afternoons for obvious reasons, but you just go there and say, yeah. I've got this noise. I can duplicate it for you. Mark Salem says that you can't you can hear, but I'm willing to have you take a look. And would you just look at it? And, by the way, I've had the belts off and the noise is still there. I think when you give yeah, them that, it- that, that, that'll be good. Okay, because I've had two guys say, well, I think that's a valve or push rod, but it doesn't sound like that to me. It's a kind of a chirping sound, but it, you can hear the you can hear the revolutions of it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, well, uh, and I, it seemed to me like it was more back towards the left side back of the truck when you get under it, but I can't really tell. I can't feel anything. Okay. Nothing. But all right, like I said, all of those all those questions are too early. We need to... Locate the chirp, and then we can answer all those questions. Why did the belts not make a difference? Okay, well, this is why. So uh, you've got a noise. This is easy, especially if you can make it happen. And all you have to do is say, I've had the belts off, and I've squirted them with water. It didn't make a doggone bit of difference, so let's move on. Mm-hmm. That's why I say. And if somebody tells me that, I'm going to hug them because we don't get that very often. Not for men either. <laughs> so, all righty. Well, good luck. i got to run. Jim, you'll stay right there. I'll be back with you in probably about three minutes. Join our East Valley community to commemorate the 100th anniversary of Veterans Day and the 75th anniversary of D-Day and celebrate the service of our veterans, active military, and their families on November 11th by attending the East Valley Veterans Parade. The celebration starts at 10.30 a.m. in downtown Mesa. The official parade kickoff is at 11 a.m. at the intersection of University Drive and Center. For more information, visit evvp.org. On the next episode of Recipes for Disaster. So we've got our neighbor Paul coming over tonight for a barbecue, which is why I prepared a delicious lemon rosemary steak marinade for my special collection of old family recipes. To make sure the steaks are extra, extra, extra tender, I left them marinating out on the counter overnight, just like Nana used to. Maria may mean well, but without food safety, it never ends well. Always thaw or marinate foods in the refrigerator at 40 degrees Fahrenheit or below. Or you could make your friends and family really sick. Maria's neighbor Paul didn't think twice about the steak he ate until he was presenting his company's financial forecast to the board. 
That's when a sudden bout of food poisoning made it explicitly clear that profits weren't the only thing on the rise. Watch Recipes for Disaster at foodsafety.gov. You'll learn the right steps as Maria does everything wrong. Brought to you by the USDA, HHS, and the Ad Council. This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. $52 trillion. That's the price tag for Elizabeth Warren's plan to bring single-payer government-run health care to America. And, believe it or not, that number may actually be a conservative estimate for what Medicare for All would cost. Analysts across the political spectrum have panned her plan to pay for all of this, and it's no surprise given the details. For example, she wants the IRS to do better at collecting tax revenue, 65 times better than even the best independent estimates suggest they can do. And even though she said the middle class won't pay more under her plan, she's calling for $9 trillion in tax hikes on payrolls, an increase that's sure to affect job prospects and wages for middle-income Americans. It's hard to believe that Elizabeth Warren's plan stands any chance of being passed into law. But voters are the ones who ultimately have to guarantee that her ridiculous plan gets left on the ash heap of history. I'm Lon Hee Chen. Forty-four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, my email address is mark, with a K, mark at marksalem.com. And for those of you that understand when I say Salem like the cigarette, you'll understand that. <laughs> that that appeals to the people that are north of 40. I mean, they know yeah, sometimes. Or 50. <laughs> or 50 or 60 or whatever. Let's go to Dave. Dave, good morning. Good morning to you, Mark. Thanks for listening. You bet. Um, it's not a problem more than it's an aggravation. Okay. Uh, starting my car after I fill it up with gas. Okay. Okay. It 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 takes a while for it to 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 go turn over and go. You know, it, it turns and turns and then it starts. But after that, once I put the cap on it and, and close it, I can. It starts immediately. But it's getting the gas. Opening the gas tank and putting gas in, the initial start after I do that is difficult. Okay. All right. Now, raise your right hand. Yeah. Okay. I promise to tell the whole truth, nothing but the truth. Okay. Do you stuff the tank? Do you, do you let it click once and pull the nozzle or not? Um, now listen, listen, listen. Sometimes I... Click it a couple times. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I want you to try this. I, okay. I just want you to watch the gauge and kind of look over your shoulder and fill it to three quarters, and I'll bet it goes away. And then I want you to go a little bit more, and then I want you to listen to the gas come up and try to shut the nozzle off before it actually clicks. But, I hear it all the time. Okay. But, you know, I try to get a little bit more in there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, you're causing the problem. I'm going to fix it for you. And as long as next time the plate passes you, you put an extra couple of bucks in it so that both <laughs> of us are guaranteed somewhere. And, 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 and here's what's going on. On the very top of the tank, there's a vacuum line where we suck the fumes off the tank and send them forward to burn in the engine. Right. Okay. So your stuff in the tank, and you got so much fuel in there that when you crank it over, it's flooding the car. You're su- gotcha. You've got all this gasoline sucked forward. So blame it on your wife. Tell her to stop <laughs> doing that. But but I want you to try it my way. Just kind of listen. You know how you can hear the gasoline go yee, and, and you know it's getting full. Just back off that and see if, I, if I'm if i right. And, and I, I want to tell you something. I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> it's your fault. And, I, and there's nothing to fix other than you. 
Yeah, so. I, I agree. No, I appreciate it. That's why I called you. Okay. All right. Well, listen, yeah. thank you for laughing. <laughs> Do you have a, a question? Uh, time for another question or not? Yes, go right ahead. I have a 2006 uh, Porsche uh, Cayman. Okay. Okay. And what I read in regard to the engine bearings in, in the 2006, mm-hmm. uh, I went to Porsche to fi- try to figure out if my engine bearing is going to blow on me or should I have it replaced. Porsche says no. Uh, you go to you know another uh, uh, non-Porsche dealer, and they say, "Well, we you know, let's do the, new, uh, the engine bearing for you." What, what do you think? I, they, they can't check it according to the the VIN number if my car is you know okay. uh, going to blow the engine I can, bearing. So I can fix this for you. Okay. I can fix this for you. No, he wants a, an opinion. Will I'm gonna blow uh, out. He's gonna fix it himself. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, you're gonna you're gonna uh, have your oil changed, and after a thousand miles, go in and have them stick a hose down the dipstick tube or whatever, and give you a sample of a two or three or four ounces. Then you're gonna get on the internet, and you're gonna find somebody who does internet oil examination. And they're going to do a, a lab test on it. They're oil going to check samples. it for you know, oil samples. And they're going to do a lab test on it. And they're going to tell you if there's coolant or abundance of gas and all this kind of stuff. Now, that wow. alone won't help you. That alone. That's the baseline. So let's pretend that, this, that the bearing material is at a six. Now, you don't know if that's good, and neither do I. But if every time you test it, and, and you're going to spend ten, twenty dollars, every time you test it, it has six, 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 then you'll agree nothing's coming apart, right? But if yeah. six turns to twenty and twenty turns to forty, <laughs> then you're in the game here. That's yeah. all you got to do. Here, let me explain. My shop, my guy, I love my guys. I, I I love my guys. But every once in a while, one of them will, will mess up. And they'll send the car out the door with no oil in it, or they won't tighten up the drain plug, or they'll put the wrong oil filter on it. And I got a car down the block with an oil trail to it and a really mad customer. And, of course, everybody wants a new engine. So I say to them, we're going to just fix your car and put it back on the road, and you come in every 1,000 miles. I don't care. You can come in five times. At no charge, we're going to pull an oil sample, and we're going to have the results mailed to you. And then if I've got motor shed and it's mine, it's mine. So that has that has eliminated fifty. Now some of them come back and the engine's knocking so bad yeah. <laughs> that there's no question. But that's all you have to do is just do an oil sample analysis. That's all. That'll answer your question. People to- Mark, people have been talking about a magnetic oil plug. What do you think? Scam? Well, you can you can do that. But let me ask you a question. What does that tell you? What does it tell you? It doesn't tell you anything because there's no baseline. And I'll tell you something else. That metal, if you didn't have the metal drain plug in there, the magnetic, that metal would have been caught by the filter that fast. Okay. So there's nothing solid that's going to go through the air filter. We're talking about microscopic pieces of trash that passes the filter. So, you know, really and truly, um, let's do an oil analysis. That'll give you... Uh, kind of a, a baseline, and you might have to do two or three, but I, I'm pretty sure you're going to find out you're okay. Hope so. Okay. You know, fifteen thousand dollars for an engine rather than you know twenty five hundred for a. 
Yeah, um, a friend of ours um, who used to live next door to us, mm-hmm. he'll go unnamed, but his mm-hmm. name's Maury, had <laughs> sent sent his kid with a Cayman to um, to prom, prom or, or prom something, or something yeah. like that. It, it came home on a tow truck, and I think that motor was twenty one thousand dollars. The complete yeah. motor, and there's no piecing it together. You buy it from valve cover to oil pan, from flywheel to harmonic yeah. balancer, and so. Um, I didn't tease him, but I will tell you his name's Maury, and I do will tell you that he's involved in asphalt and concrete. <laughs> oh, stop. Okay, that's enough. Yeah, and you talk about me, and I said a name today. Uh, okay. Anyway, he's a good friend of mine. He'll laugh about it, but he didn't laugh then. No. He was no. kind of mad at the kid, but he, he – and you know what? All of us have been through that. Yeah. So Probably anyway. not at $21,000. Oil, oil, oil analysis is the way to go then. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell you what you want to know. All righty, thank you. All right, I'm going to tell a story, and you're not going to like the story. Oh, okay. It's not about you. Oh. Uh, all of us dads go through that kind of stuff. Sure. Okay, that Maury went through with his kid in prom. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the time when the police called us and told us to come to Warner and I-10? Yes. That they had our son. Mm-hmm. And our son was 16, 17 years old, yep. and he was driving a Camaro that him and I bought uh-huh. and that we fixed up. We bought it on an auction, and they said it had a bad motor, and it didn't have a bad motor. Okay. So I get there, and I'm really mad at him. Yeah. All I want to know is, is he okay? And the highway patrolman said... I don't think said, that was your first question, but go ahead. Okay. It was. It was, because I didn't see him when I got there. Okay. There was no ambulance there. And I said, is he okay? Yeah, he's okay, but he's in big trouble. I said, okay. So I went over, and I said, your license is going away. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to call me here unless you did. What What was the deal? He goes, well, I got called, caught drag racing. Mm-hmm. And I said, that's a great idea. That's a good idea. We talked about this. And, and and today he's six foot four and he weighs about two seventy five so he dwarfs me <laughs> but back then I was his dad so um, they come over to me and they say yeah he's drag racing and and I'm I am fit to be tied because we talked about this so I say to him a stupid really question I go who are you racing and he goes oh it's not important I said no who are you racing and he goes that Honda Accord over there. <laughs> He's driving an IROC Camaro. I should have never put him in the Camaro, but he never let me down after that. So anyway, they give him drag racing tickets. That's an eight-point violation. He's done. He's going to lose his license for six months. So I go with him to court, not to save him, but I I propose this to the judge. I can reprogram his car not to go faster than 34 miles an hour, and I won't let him give more than 50% throttle to the car. So I'm going to control his speed and his RPM, and he won't get on the freeway because I'm only going to put him at 35. And he goes, I want to see it. So we went home and reprogrammed it. Mm-hmm. I took it back, and he drove it. He goes, this is amazing. Yeah, I, said, I think it was 45 because I remember it, he couldn't, yeah. He, he couldn't, couldn't get, get on the freeway. On the freeway Whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. But we could do this. He couldn't throttle heavy right. because we shut the fuel off. Right. So he couldn't, he couldn't lay rubber. He had to drive as if he had a hot cup of coffee between his legs. That's yeah. how he had to drive. So anyway, I said... What can, what can we do? And he goes, tell me how, how long you, you'll, you'll leave this in there. And I said, no, you tell me how long you want it in there. And I think it was nine months. Mm-hmm. So he says nine months. I said, that's fine. I'll leave it. He said, you have to give me your word. I said, it, he, I'm, do, I'm giving you my word. But what is he going to get instead of an eight-point drag racing ticket? What's he going to get? And he goes, he's going to get a two-point red light ticket. I said, fine. So he drove it that way for nine months. Yeah. He used to complain. He goes, Dad, I can't even go paintball shooting because I can't get on the freeway. <laughs> Like father, like son. Well, and he's a, he was a little ornery, but 
this story is funny because back then the technology wasn't really there, but there was a place called A. ATI and Tempe who could reprogram the proms. Right. Now, they normally did hot rod proms for your car, uh-huh. which is a plug-and-play thing that they put in and they tell the... Make it, you go faster rather than slower, They right? change the parameters. Yeah. That's what they do. So yeah. I had them do that, and they go, this is really stupid. And I said, yeah, you, you, you'll you think it's stupid. <laughs> so anyway, that's one of the things that we had. Um, but he, he after that, he behaved himself. Yeah. Until at least he got married, and then he started being... But he gets that from your side of the family, yeah. anyway. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, we we've we've had those kinds of things where we we bought motors. We were talking about that. We bought motors, and we've made mistakes. Remember that time that guy who we went to high school with? He had a BMW, and we had done some work. He got what two blocks away, and one of the tires fell off, mm-hmm. and it bounced into another car. Through the grace of God, he was nice to us. Yeah. He, I mean, he didn't. And we fixed his car, we fixed the other car, we put tire on it and a wheel on it, we did everything. Yeah, and well, that's what happens when you've been in business that long, and we, we, every we, once in a while people make mistakes. Here's the difference. The difference is, is we know when it's our fault, mm-hmm. and we raise our hand. Right. It's There's no question. We're not going to blame it on anybody else. We're not going to say it's not. Those kinds of very obvious issues. Remember the lady that we did her oil change, we messed that up. She drove it, like, all the way home, and she said, yeah, the red light came on, and yeah, it started to make noise. She's the one that caused it, but it's okay. Well, we, we we caused it. Yeah. She she, exas- kept, she kept going. Yeah. She kept going. <laughs> Gail, did you want to talk to us? Two minutes. He was just saying two minutes. Okay, well, I've got a Suburban for sale. It's a 1979 Suburban, three-quarter ton, and it's a hunting wagon extraordinaire. It has a winch in the front, 8,000-pound winch in the front. It's got a 6,000-pound winch in the back. Believe this or not, this 79 Suburban has a 5.7 throttle or port fuel-injected motor. It has a five-speed transmission. They made less than 20 Suburbans with this manual transmission. This has a five-speed. It has about 133,000 miles, but we can't really make sure of that. Um, we've already upgraded the air conditioning to 135. It has four-wheel disc brakes at the three-quarter ton. It has a 40-gallon main tank, and then it has two saddle tanks, and it's got a switch that runs fuel from one to the other. It has four brand-new tires. It has new shock absorbers and that Ramsey winch. And there's two winches. We're not just moving a winch from front to back. It's been parked for more than 20 years. We just got it running. The gentleman who built it died. And it's $8,500. It has a rack on the top that extends forward over the hood so you can sit there, cover yourself with camo, and watch the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, it has all kinds of fancy stuff in it that are that's really kind of cool. But just remember, Suburban, three-quarter ton, four-wheel drive, pause traction rear end, locking hubs, five-speed manual, four-wheel disc, and it's got the upgrade, and it blows cold air. Very good. So it's in Tempe. If you want to look at this hunting wagon, it's eighty-five hundred bucks, and uh, and I don't think we're gonna. It has extendable roof ladders, and it has a surface area on the top for hunters. Um, there's no warranty on it, although you're gonna see the work order where we did a whole bunch of work. So, anyway, marketmarksalem.com. It's a neat hunting wagon, eighty-five hundred bucks. Marketmarksalem.com. Thank you for Nate for being with me. Thank you're you, welcome. Gil, for helping me put on a great show. And I'll see you next week right here on KKNT. And my email again is one mark at marksalem.com. Have a safe trip. Drive safe.